Hey everybody, welcome to Horror Movie Yearbook. I'm Willie. I'm Tim. There he is. I see you There's the job. man. You're all worried about. I was a little bit nervous. It's been a while since you've introed. I've been yeah. hogging the intro. Yeah, the one episode we've been back. What a, <laughs> what a terrible person. Um, I love your t-shirt, by the way. Oh, thank you. You're wearing a t-shirt. It says Gemini. It's got some folks on a roller coaster. This is a roller coaster from Cedar Point, I believe, correct? Not my... Not it's not the best roller coaster at Cedar Point. It's my favorite because it was always my favorite when I was a young one. A young Been around one. for a long time. I am a Gemini. That's my sign. Ah, yes. nice. My favorite Outcast album is Aquamini, which is a combination of Aquarius and Gemini. Which is probably Andre Three Thousand yeah, and Big Boys. Yeah, um, I believe Andre is a Gemini, oh. uh, which I guess would make sense, right? I mean, you're basically the same person. <laughs> so, so, so there you go. I'm just a big fan of Gemini. Excellent. In general, he was also my favorite American Gladiator. Oh, I forgot about Gemini. How excellent. Is that the oldest um, uh, roller coaster at Cedar Point still? Do you know? Do you know? No, the Blue Streak. I think the Blue Streak may have been, I don't think it was an opening day roller coaster, but okay. it was, it's been there since like the 50s or 60s, the Blue Streak. So it's, sure. Yeah, I was going to say, they, they probably don't have the, any of the originals. They probably wouldn't pass safety. Not Yeah, as far as roller coasters, I think they have a couple of like, you know how they have like the theme, like the uh, fair type rides okay. there as well. I think there's something there. Like I think the Matterhorn has been there for a while. Shout out to the Matterhorn. Uh, Joe and I's favorite. Matterhorn. Yeah. You guys love the Matterhorn. <laughs> we do. We, uh, uh, I believe last time we went on the Matterhorn, I was there. Yeah. I th- right? I was- this was at my bachelor party, right? Yes. Yeah. Was that the time you went? Yep. Yes. And we played, um, somebody bla- tried to blast it. You could barely hear it on their phone as we went down something the uh marlins will soar <laughs> that would be joe i would i'm guessing that was joe yeah i remember screaming the song as we were yeah I, I recall this it was late in the day if i recall correctly so um you know do you know my astrological sign by chance do you know oh you're bar- are you a cancer i'm a pisces pisces okay so i just want to make sure i took the time out to uh well, you know, hold up before i do this <laughs> please send us feedback horror movie yearbook at gmail.com we're at hm yearbook on twitter yeah we're on facebook uh we're both very busy we are not always we're not doing th- we're not gonna be on threads either i see this new threads popping up you heard about this threads this is the like People are like, is this Zuck, Zuck Twitter's thing? dead again. Twitter's dead for the hundredth time. Yeah, this is the new uh, Zuckerberg thing. It's just like Twitter, but you can tweet longer. I'm not gonna be on. We're not gonna be on this. We're gonna be. No. We're gonna be on Twitter until it dies, which and, is probably soon. <laughs> until it completely dies, yeah. which is very soon, and then we'll just be out Instagram's there. cool. I yeah, like we're Instagram. on Instagram. We yeah, like, yeah, yeah. we like Instagram, and then we'll be on YouTube, um, Facebook every once in a while. I, oh, I haven't updated the Facebook in a while. That's fine. Once, <laughs> but I'm just telling people no, we're not gonna be on Threads, Blue Sky, any of these other things, like. Once the stuff dies that we're currently on, we will not be adding new. I'm okay with that. I don't need new Twitters. I don't want Twitter as it is. No. I don't want any more new ones. No, I check the notifications and that's about it. Yeah. Yep. I like to talk to our people. Yes. But I don't like to see other people. No. Agreed. <laughs> um, but I wanted to take the time out to uh, see what our compatibility was like. Okay. Pisces and Gemini. I'm going to read this off for you. This is the first one that popped up. This is from the Times of India. Mm-hmm. Reputable. Very so. reputable site yes. for astrological. <laughs> um, Pisces and Gemini have a companionship that is loyal and diligent. I, th- I would agree. Yeah. And they know how to add a little sparkle and a lot of concentration to even the most routine elements of life. I think sparkle, concentration could be argued, especially when you're talking about this intro. That we I may disagree on that. <laughs> sparkle, absolutely, in spades. So, there you go. We can be a little bit distractible. 
Uh, we we find no reason to retain resentment. Absolutely. And we understand each other's motives and don't linger on each other's wrongdoings. No, I would agree with that. We have a rewarding partnership. How nice. I would agree with all that. Excellent. Hey, and also real quick, um, the game nerds are going to be back coming up. Uh And I reached out. Talking about AEW Fight Forever? uh, No, but like something called Battle Bit Remastered and Sludge Life 2. Are they just making up games now? What is this? Oh, oops. I... <laughs> now, fellas, I know you're busy. I know you're you got you got a lot of dads in the group. Um, I you know Tim and I know as well. Yeah. how how time consuming that can you be. Can't you can't just you can't just make up games, guys. Sludge life too. This you can't is just a, uh, okay. So this is like grimiest first person video. Oh, this looks. You remember the game? What's the game? Oh, it kind of looks like Bart versus the Space Mutants. This looks like an indie game. Oh, this is like an indie game. Okay, sorry, Bart. Um, yeah. All right. What was the other one? Battle Bit. <laughs> they definitely made that. What's one. funny is like they look at some of the stuff we review out here and they're like, "You you made that." Like, oh, that's what? A no, no, movie. No. no. The the yes. Oh, 100%. Battle Bit is like a multiplayer first person shooter supporting two hundred and fifty four players. Oh my. Per server. <laughs> so that's like that fight forever thing where yeah, like just Sting can ride home. a horse or whatever. It's so sweet. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm definitely gonna ride a horse to Sting. Yeah. yeah. No question. <laughs> is that so? Is that the wrestler you would choose to ride a horse with first? I got to think about that. No. I think so. Though. I think so, too. Yeah. I want to see him on a stallion. Just, yeah. Just running people down. <laughs> the only problem with that, is, yeah, we won't even get into it. I don't want to play online with other humans. Like, if I can play yeah. against, like, a bunch of computer. Did you see the Friday the 13th news? Dude, They're just the game like, is almost over. I I actually thought about texting everybody and saying, "How about one more?" I want to do one more. I think one more. Yeah, I want to do one more because they're what are they doing? They're like giving everybody everything. Everybody gets everything. Yep. Yep. Let's do it. Have That's fun. It. Yeah, I'd like to do. There's one a year more. left, right? I think so. Yeah, I'd like to do one more night. Just do it for a couple hours, just for old times. Me too. Sake. Private game, no randos. Yep. You know, I don't care if we have a full game. It doesn't matter. Me too. I want to say goodbye to him. Have Gojo play the Cena music, John Cena theme. Just <laughs> like old times. Be great. Um, so yeah, jump on Friday the Thirteenth the game if you haven't uh, already. I, I actually I'm not going to endorse that. I have no idea what shambles the game. So is. So you can't morning, even so. play it at all. It will be unplayed. Like you will be able. I thought to they were just done updating it. Play like, the single player stuff. You can't play the online stuff. No, it's gone. It'll be gone. That's stupid. <laughs> This is why physical. Well, that's not a physical meaning. Yeah, thing. that's just a dumb thing. That's just a yeah, yeah. But awesome. but when 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 they, I mean, when places don't want to host storage for stuff anymore because it doesn't make right monetary sense for them. Guess what they're going to do? Because you know there are people like there's it's still got a dedicated base. Like people still play it. Maybe I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, anyway. So sad. End of an era. <laughs> um, speaking of bummers, I wanted to bring this up. Uh-oh. Um, are we done with the housekeeping? Sorry. Yeah, I think we're good. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing. Is like, I don't like to start off with bummers. I like to think of this, uh, like, we'll talk about it here, but like mm. a celebration of Julian Sands. Ah, yes. 65 years old. We had talked a little bit before we went on hiatus that he had been missing. I think we had mentioned it yes. on the show. He went hiking. He went hiking in Los Angeles, the San Gabriel Mountains. Well, his yeah, his remains were found, I think, last week, or we were off too, but they were found in the mountains. Um. He was like a, a pretty dedicated like 
outdoorsman running walking mm-hmm. and climbing he's always says he says i was i was on a perpetual grand tour i was looking for something exotic things that took me out of myself i think i found myself a little boring that was his quote on why he liked to climb uh he's an english english man he was like classically like a classically trained he, you know you're classically trained when you went to a school called that starts with lord he went to lord's wandsworth college Absolutely. yorkshire um he had his big break in the 80s, he was in A Room with a View and The Killing Fields. Those were kind of his breakthrough roles mm-hmm. here in the States. That's when he moved over to the States. His career, he kind of went back and forth between kind of mainstream and then genre stuff and kind of like classier movies as well. Kind of a mixed bag of a career. Really interesting stuff. Yeah. yeah. His genre work, I think, uh, Arachnophobia, um, Naked Lunch, yep. the Lynch movie. He was also in Argento's Phantom of the Opera. Indeed. My Argento rewatch got paused in the 90s. I need to pick it back up. Um, you can't really crank out those 90s and 2000s Argento works. There you <laughs> go. Now we're, yeah. Um, but also, I think he, he was on Smallville, too. That's another kind of... Yes, also uh, Biker Mice from Mars. <laughs> was he on Biker Mice from Mars? Yes, he was. Also Rose Red, the miniseries. Ah. Stephen King. Yep. Um, also one of the leads on the Jackie Chan Adventures. I, yes, I did know that. Yeah, pretty rad. So yeah, what a, what a career. He had quite a career. Um, I think the movie though that we because we've talked about it on this show before, and I think it's probably one that probably uh, maybe most I would say genre horror fans maybe remember him fondest for is Warlock. Warlock Indeed, we we're talking about Warlock is a movie that was made in 1989, released in 1989. I always lump it in with like 90s stuff. Yes. Like well, 80- it's right on that cusp. Yeah, because it's, it's not that like 87, 88, like that second slasher boom, but it is starting when we get the, like the supernatural slashers like Shocker and... Post Nightmare on Elm Street. But it's not really a slasher movie. It's no. kind of a, it's a weird, like, it's kind of a mishmash. Yeah, it's things. like one part Highlander. Yeah. And then also like, I don't, it's weird. It's a weird movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Sean Connery was supposed to play the Richard E. Grant role. I learned that. Yes. And is it Laurie Singer? Mm-hmm. His lead. Um, I watched this recently. Uh, she's she's quite fun in the movie. Yeah. But anyway, it's all about. It's a fun movie. It is a fun movie. Um, and it holds up. It holds Julian up Sands well. is fun. Julian um, Sands is the reason. Like the movie, actually, it's one of those performances where he's not on the screen that much, but right. it suffers when he's not on the yeah. screen. Um, yep. he had a quote about Warlock. Okay. He's, uh, this was uh, this is how he, he came to be on the movie. He said, I've been working in Poland and it was winter and the communists were still in power. So the thought of doing a film in California in Hollywood was very appealing and I'd like the script. I thought it was very entertaining and there was some sense of the script by David Twohey. Uh, David Twohey who would go on to, was either arri- the arrival in Pitch Black, right? Yeah, the creator of Riddick. Yes. Yeah, well, Vin would probably argue this, but yes. <laughs> he uh, created the last witch hunter, Vin did. Yes. Uh, speaking of witch hunters, Warlock. Um, and then I'd also been told that Sean Connery was going to play the witch hunter Redford. So that was pretty cool. So I thought, yeah, it'd be fun to do this. And of course, Sean Connery didn't do it, but Richard E. Grant too, who's not too shabby. In fact, I say he was excellent <laughs> and he was a very good foil for me. Um, he said, that film made an impact. I'm surprised by people who come up to me who had been like five or six years old when it came out saying that their mum, he said mum, or their dad took them to see it. And it's like, what were they thinking? But for me, it was a Shakespearean experience. The warlock himself was a classical, whimsical stage villain in a rich, nuanced way. His use of language, his smile, his movements, his random wickedness, it was a great treat to play. Uh, I wanted to 
Yeah, I want to say that quote because that is why that's like we. I think we come off across as goofing on Warlock's uh, Warlock a couple times, but that's why the movie works so well. Is because he is totally one hundred percent commit. He treats it like Shakespearean. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> um, I read Richard E. Grant's uh memoirs. It's a it's a it's a series. Basically, he collected his his film diaries because he keeps diaries on the set of every film that's he right. does, and it, he essentially took them and turned it into a novel. And uh, there is a a full every chapter is a different film, for the most part. And there's an entire section of the book just about Warlock, and uh, it's really cool. And uh, him and Julian Sands became super like super close. Um, and Julian Sands really liked going to like basic American restaurants. <laughs> Like Julian Sands like wanted to go to Applebee's like like he, he loved like fucking loved it like he wanted to go to like he wanted to go let's go hit an Arby's real quick like he got it like he was and like Richard E Grant kind of goofs in the book about like like you know this is where we're going like <laughs> but apparently we got that warlock buddy Julian buddy. Sands was all about it he wanted like he's like let's go to Chili's tonight yeah yeah he wants his baby back so I always I always said a like after I read that, I was like, "Oh, Julian, I loved you already, but <laughs> love you even more now." So yeah, I know he he had a wife and kids. He was very protective of them. He didn't yeah. talk about that much in interviews, but um, yeah, for sure, it's sad. It, sad. It's a, but go watch Warlock. It's on Tell TV. Yeah. Um, it's a fun movie. He's terrific at it. Um, yeah, he the movie kind of winks, but he never winks at its performance, and that's that's why it works. I think it's important. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Would you consider it a Langella? situation like where he like no you know i don't because i think he's i think he plays it pretty straight okay but i do think the ridiculousness of it there's some fun fish out of water comedy in that movie too (laughs) there is some yes there's some fun like there is there is some fun fish out of water uh element in that movie but i don't i wouldn't consider it a langella because i don't think he's actively like i don't think he's chewing the scenery i just think the character itself is so ridiculous in the situation that he's put into that it, but I think it's his commitment to playing it straight that actually works. Gotcha. In that way. Yep. Yep. There you go. So, yeah, rest in peace, Julian Sands. I just want to start off. Excellent. With that. Um, Excellent. But we are going to talk a little bit more. We're going to talk about the Terrifier movies now. Hi. We're going to do this. Yes, we are. This was, so you had seen Terrifier. I had seen both of them. You had seen one, hadn't seen two. Yes. How we're going to do this is we're going to give our brief thoughts, maybe non-spoilery, maybe a little spoilery, because these are older movies too. And then we're going to do a face-off, and we're going to take it like five different categories, and we're just going to pick which one we okay. like better. Sounds good. I'm going to throw to you first, Willie. Let's do it. Start with Let's start with Terrifier 1 for you first. What were your thoughts <sighs> originally, and then this go-around? Um, I did not like that, like Terrifier 1. When I first saw it, I was like, so I... I had heard kind of the buzz about it online um, and just, it, yeah, I don't know, in the universe. And um, saw some of the Art the Clown stuff and I went, okay, I'm going to check it out. And I watched it and I went like, this is just kind of shitty. Like, this feels very, excuse me, direct-to-video horror, like toolbox murders, garbage. Like, there's no... Oh, excuse me, toolbox murders. You heard me. <laughs> Um, just like low, like the lowest brow slasher in terms of like that classic, like character shows up, walks, stumbles around for a while, gets killed. Another character goes, 
hey, where'd you go? Follows them in, stumbles around, gets killed. Another character shows up, stumbles around. He's just like this procession of just one thing after another. And I remember being very like, why do people like this? Like, it's just garbage. <laughs> I was very harsh on that first movie. And I think, like, you and I had talked about it, and, and I think you would certainly, you, you'll talk about your feelings on it. But I, I, I was like, I don't get it. You know, I mean, like, if people like it, cool. If not, you know, whatever. This time around watching it, um, I went into it knowing what I what to expect. And I still don't think it's a very good movie. Um, I think... I think the characters suck. I don't think they are characters. I think there's nothing going on. Like, there's no... My biggest gripe with this movie is that it looks, it looks bad, <laughs> like uh, like cheap. It right? look, yeah. and I'm okay with like a low budget movie, but this this does not look well made. Like this gotcha. looks cheap yep. to me. Like I don't see craft here. This right. feels like a step above a student film to me in terms of like its production. <laughs> right, and I feel bad saying that, but it's just the it is what it is. Um, and the performances are not great, and the characters are so thinly written. Um, but, 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 I will say, this time around, I kind of got it with art. I was like, there's a charm. There's a charm to this performance, and they're doing something here. And they're, they saw something in the potential of that character that I didn't see the first time I watched it. And this time I went, yep, they were right. There was something there, and there was definitely something that, I think the right audience would would um, uh, grasp onto and kind of become um, uh, turn cult or art into like a cult thing, um, which he's become. And uh, and I'll say this: I do think the movie really does work as a very. It's a much better homage, whether accidentally or on purpose, a much better homage and a much better throwback to like legit grindhouse movies than a lot of the movies that try to be grindhouse movies are. This feels more like a grindhouse movie to me than like a lot of like the attempts at making grindhouse movies that came uh, during that like weird resurgence of that when grindhouse when came. When grindhouse out. came. Yeah, out. yeah. <laughs> um, so I still don't like this movie very much. But it does have its merits, and I under, at least I understand why people like it now. So, right? Yeah, I know um, that doesn't seem very positive, but it's true. It is positive. I'll do I mine. Can change. You can change. Everyone. We can, can change. Ch- <laughs> Did I throw out my hot Rocky take? No. Let's do it right now before because I'll do my thoughts on Terrifier One. Yeah. Rocky Five has never been that bad. It has been made better actually by. Rocky Balboa and the Creed movies existing, so it doesn't have the burden of being the last Rocky movie. The worst Rocky movie has always been Rocky Two, because it's boring. Ooh. So there you go. Marinate on that. <laughs> okay, let me think on that. Uh, by the end of the episode, I'll let you know. <laughs> so, Terrifier. One, yeah. I this is the second time I had watched it. Um, I watched it a while back. I watched it when it came out. You know, I actually. I, I had come to it late too because I like you. I like, it gained a following on like DVD and streaming. Like I think on Netflix or wherever it was at the time too. Like it had gained quite a following, and then like I finally was like, oh, all right, I'm gonna check this out. And I watched it, and I liked it well enough. I wasn't blown away, but I thought the effects were fun. 
Um, I thought art. I I kind of I liked art from the beginning. I thought he was a cool. Like I liked the look of art. Um, he's got that old old timey, well, like clown, but also like kind of like the man who laughs. I could like I could see like what. I like what he was based on, and the and the silent pictures. I'm, I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. And played by a mime in the movies, played yeah. by somebody else in the other movie. Oh my gosh! I should mention I watched All Hallows Eve. This is where art started. All yeah, All Hallows Eve was was the movie that was. It's like a um like an anthology and built around Art the Clown. I honestly, I didn't understand it. Now I will say I sent you a screenshot of how I was watching it, which was <laughs> on my phone with um the baby monitor like so i could watch my child my sleeping child incredible. in the corner <laughs> incredible <laughs> at the same time so maybe i didn't get the fair shake i joked with you like christopher nolan would uh arrest me have me arrested for watching a movie like this yeah he but might. i wanted to, i needed to know more about art and i was pressed for time yeah um yeah it's like an all Hallows eve is like an anthology series or movie but art's kind of the so some of it is pulled like the first like art shows up and then he kidnaps someone and puts them in the in like a basement or dingy basement, as art does that a lot. As art does, as art does. But then like like Satan worshippers or cult like some cult like kidnaps this one. It's stupid. And I think it was one of his short films. Like I think that was based like it was deleted scenes from one of his short films. Well, there's a there's a short film called Terrifier. But this was yeah Terrifier, and then there was another one too. Yeah. So the Terrifier one. So that's the first segment. The second segment is just. The second segment is honestly, it's twenty, maybe fifteen, twenty minutes long. It feels like it's an hour, um, and it's it's like a home invasion type thing. Um, and I think it was supposed to be the Terrifier, but it's really just this stupid looking uh, alien. Like it looks like, like not like Star Trek, but like a Star Trek knockoff alien. Like it's just uh, like uh, amazing. It's like he's got like a helmet. It's like Andromeda. On. Yeah, it's not even like an alien. It's just got like a. It kind of looks like Black Manta, but like a cheap version of like the Aquaman. That rules. Villain. Is that what you sent me a picture of? <laughs> yes, yes. I'm gonna look at it again. Like it's just like I didn't know. It, I like halfway through. I'm like, oh, is this supposed to be an alien? I thought it was just a guy dressed up in a dumb alien costume. Uh, that's really shit. What does he look like? Like Black Manta. Yeah, like, but like a like. But a that's sh- supposed to be his face. Like a like a shitty cosplay version of Black Manta. Like yeah. at like a third rate like Comic Con. Yeah, no, this isn't good. Um, anyways, but like I think art was supposed to be in it, but they didn't have the budget. It, it's awful. Now I will say, so I've bashed All Hallows Eve to this point. Now you were talking about there was a Terrifier short film, and I believe that that short film is the third segment of okay, this movie. I thought so, but I wasn't sure. Okay, and it's the best segment, um, and it's actually kind of fun, and you can see the potential in Art the Clown and a Terrifier movie. So I understand why they would make. I it. admired their commitment to this character. Me too, like- <laughs> <laughs> because even this, like, there is some goofy lore in um, in this movie. It's just, it's just. The first two segments are not for they suck. Yeah. Um, but the third one, I went okay. I get it. Like this is kind of fun. I can see why you would want to make a movie out of this. Now, I will agree with you. I think the first one feels a little bit like a um, like a sizzle reel. Like it's like a like an effects sizzle reel. Like they put it together to try to sell a bigger movie, and they didn't maybe have a plot. I actually don't think they have a plot enough plot for the second one. But we'll get to that later. Like, but I I admire the gumption of it. Um, what what works for me is the effects. Art the clown. Um, and yeah, just kind of the overall feel. I like a little bit of a, I like the, uh, uh, the DIY aspect of it. Sure. Like, um, there's something kind of fun about that. There's an, I grew up an Evil Dead fan and I'm not comparing these movies to Evil Dead and Evil Dead 1 and 2, but there are similarities to how they were made. And I like 
I mean, a lot of this was done independently, and I, I, there's I admire that stuff. Yeah, me too. I do. I really do. Where it doesn't work for me is on, yeah, at a basic plot level. It's like there is a halfway through the movie, there's a switch in protagonists, mm. and it feels just like, oh, I guess it feels both like we don't have enough movie for this movie. Like it feels like the short stretched out into a feature, which is a problem with a lot of short films. Um, and it also feels, it feels too cute. Like, it feels like, oh, we're going to do this. We're going to throw the audience for the loop. And it doesn't work. And it's just kind of yeah. annoying. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. So that was it. I enjoyed it as a beer and pizza movie. At, like, you watch it one thirty in the morning. Sure. Um, now, Terrifier 2, on the other hand. Willie, this is your first time watching it. So the floor is yours. Um. Yeah, Terrifier 2 rules. Kicks ass. I love Terrifier 2. Um, all of my complaints from the first one are largely gone here. Like... I do think there are legitimately well-written characters and well-acted characters, um, especially our two leads. Um, I think that Art is just as good and then even better than he was in the first movie in this one. Um, I think the score is awesome. I love the synthy, synthwave stuff that they're doing in this. It, it rules. Um, the movie looks gorgeous. Um, like compared to that first one, this is like holy smokes! Like yeah, and they don't have like an insane budget here either. No, like, but like it looks like a movie. I'm with you. This, yeah, um, it looks really good. Um, that he the director. I listened to the commentary this time too because I got the 4K. But he bristles at calling it a dream sequence. It's like an alternate dimension sequence okay. in, the, in that movie. But I, that I think that looks really like that's a really good looking sequence. Absolutely. Yeah. For for what it is. Yeah. Um, every single element of the movie is is leveled up to varying degrees, but all of them have leveled up. Um, it's too long. <laughs> it does not need to be as long as it is. I'll just be totally upfront. There's no reason for this movie to be like two and a half hours long. That's insanity. But I had a great time with it, and it did go by pretty quickly, actually. Even though it was two and a half, I was surprised. I'll be. It still doesn't need to be two and a half hours, or two hours and whatever minutes it is. But it still did go by pretty pretty briskly so maybe it did i don't know maybe i'm wrong um awesome kills just just a lot of fun all around not a lot of it makes sense um in terms of like the connections between art and the pale girl i believe she's called and the our lead um heroine and her father None of that really gels into anything that makes any sort of sense. But sometimes I'm just like, it's fine. I don't even need to explain to me. I don't even care. Sure. It's 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 silly, goofy, it's like good versus evil stuff. Yep, they're connected. They're, yeah. they're destined to do battle. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Sure. <laughs> Magic sword. Let's go. Yeah. I'm cool with it. The girl's the little terrifier girl is telling him what to do. She's like the evil. She's like a string evil. puller. Yeah, string yeah. puller. And then like I think I think she's in charge, dad. right? Yeah, she, yeah. I think it's she's like she's like arts. Like I don't want to say guardian angel, but guardian devil. Sure. Uh, yeah. Telling her what to do, and then yeah, because that's what he said in the commentary. He's like, "This is not a dream sequence. Like this is her proving herself worthy. Like when she reaches down into that cereal box and she doesn't know the horrors inside." Um, and she mm. comes out with all that stuff, like the Megan stuff, like that's her proving herself worthy that like she's the one to kind of do their, see, but I love, like, this is so silly. I, I love it. 
I do too. <laughs> like this is kind of like the kind of shit's cool as hell. This is kind of like the comic booky stuff that but like, this is, is so oh, dorky that I agree. <laughs> but here's the thing is what I th- I think they actually do it right in this movie. Me too. As compared so like we've seen in the first movie art is by and large just kind of like a crazy guy in a clown costume. Now we're getting into supernatural art here in this movie. Right. And I'm all for it. Yep. That's happened to slasher series in the past. We've seen it happen with Michael Myers. We've seen it happen with Jason. We've seen it happen with uh, Freddy, where they felt the need to explain A, why they are the way they are, and B, how they can be defeated, and whose destiny it is to defeat them, and how um, you know this is some sort of evil that has blah, blah, blah. There's always some lore behind it, and it never really works. In fact, I would argue that, for the most part, the entries that do that in those respective franchises are the weakest ones in those franchises. Freddy's Dead? Pretty shitty movie. Yeah. Um, Jason Goes to Hell? Pretty shitty movie. Right. Um, I'm not going to talk shit about Halloween 6. Don't even... Don't, well, not, Resurrection's not. the worst movie in that franchise, so... That's true. Yeah. <laughs> not, yeah. So, so, so it doesn't count for I Michael. know what you're saying. One, one of the weaker movies, but, but I... Like I know it. what you're saying, yeah. But you get my point. So, but in this... But what I think those movies what the mistake they make is that they feel the need to explain every single bit piece you need to know everything i like when you in in halloween six perfect example there's a well in one of the cuts there's a bit where they're in like a lab and there's like fetuses in like weird green goo in jars and stuff i don't know what the hell that means i know it has something to do with michael myers creation yeah i'm good with that that's cool that's intriguing. I go, ooh, wait, what, what? What does that mean? Like that, I like. That's what they're doing in this one. They're not giving you all. They're not spelling everything out for you. They're just throwing weird shit at you. Yep. And letting you just have fun with it. Yep. Much better. Yep. Yeah. Way cooler. Way more metal. Way. Cool. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Uh, cool. So, anything else on Terrifier? No, it's. it's I, I, I had a ton of fun with it. Uh, the Clown Cafe. Come on down. <laughs> I was hoping. I was hoping that you would have fun with this one because I do think it's. I think it's a better movie, and I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Now, yeah, my thoughts. So I rewatched it again. Um, here are my just overall thoughts, and then we'll get into the mm-hmm. the face off. As I've gotten older, there are like when I want to relax and watch a movie. Like I, I still I challenge myself with like art and movies less than I used to. Like I'm not like seeking out certain, but I still will watch something that's sure. out of my comfort zone but i want when i want to get in my comfort zone i figured like it's either stuff that i liked when i was a kid or stuff that reminds me of stuff that i liked when i was a kid sure. terrifier 2 is like the movie that i when i was younger would have hid from my parents or my friend's parents yeah rented yeah. from the video store and just been like eh, we get it, like hid it underneath um i don't know like Land Before Time. <laughs> Something. You yeah. know what I mean. Like I know what you mean. Some like kids, little, uh, the little rat, Dennis the Menace. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even think of one. Put it in the VHS case of Dennis the Menace. Yeah. Put it and be like, yeah, we're just going to watch this and I hang out. Um, and then we would have snuck downstairs and we would have stayed up all night eating pizza and pop. Um, not eating pop, but drinking it. <laughs> and just stayed up all night and like been grossed out. And just like challenged each other, like yeah, yeah, you're gross out by that. Yeah, yeah. We would have yeah. had so much fun. That's what Terrifier took. Like it took me it back, you to, back to that. It takes me back to why I fell in love with horror movies, which is kind of that communal experience of I can see why this caught on, 
and made such a big splash, mm-hmm. um, even on such a, but in in the like in the theatrical experience. And they did a lot of fun marketing where I don't know if there were people getting sick or throwing up, but um, that's a classic like old but, school. But it worked. Yeah, <laughs> it worked. Like nope. not every generation is uh, wise to that kind of marketing either. True. Um, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's been a while since a, a movie has kind of had the balls to do that. Um, but that's that's a horror staple. I mean, even like you could even go. Uh, first thing that just sprung to my mind is the Blair Witch. Remember when they put all the missing posters and stuff sure. on couch canvases? That was a that was kind of a classic example. I mean, shoot, they used to do it back in you know, like the William Castle. William Castle. Yep. I mean, yep. it, you know, they're carnies. <laughs> yes, but that's part of the fun. And yeah. then part of the fun is like going to the movie and just like like when Art is doing his thing, uh, that bedroom scene, and just going like <laughs> oh, and like hiding your eyes and just going, that is like, a Whoa. gnarly and scene. We'll get into it, but hooting and hollering, um, and. <laughs> But, like, that's what I kind of love about this movie is we – I'm not trying to make the argument that movies shouldn't be about things. I love movies. We have talked – we have gone in depth about Romero's uh, dead movies. There you go. Great example. Yes. And we love those movies. But I don't need every movie to be about something. In fact, there are a lot of movies that say they're about something, and then I go, yeah, like, I know you're about something. Like, I just spent an hour and a half of you lecturing me. Beating me over the head. <laughs> Beating me yeah. over the head with it. Um, I don't need that. Which, to me, feels at, at least Terrifier 2 is genuine about what it's... That's, yeah. Right? It, there, is, there is nothing... It's an unpretentious movie. There is nothing pretentious about it. It is there for you to have a good time. I mean, some of the story, but like we said, some of the story is kind of, it, it's maybe pretentious in that fun metal way. We talk like that heavy metal way. Yeah, like, it's, like, it's, well, it's goofy. It's, 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 yeah. it's goofy. You don't know if they have a full handle on the story, but you don't care because it's rad as hell. Yeah. Like she's like, yeah, she's got wings and a flaming sword. Sick. <laughs> yeah, sick. Yeah. There's a creepy little clown girl. But why not? And like I just like I can see why it caught on, especially coming out of the pandemic, um, because you know what, and this is kind of a thing. You know what? I'm going to tie this into a lot of uh, stuff right now. I don't need a superhero movie that wants to be a um, that wants to be a, like a political intrigue. I don't need a superhero movie that wants to be like a lawyer comedy all the time. Mm. You know what? Maybe I just want to watch superheroes do their thing. Yeah. Maybe I just want to watch. Clown, art, art the clown do his thing. Art the clown do his thing. Maybe and maybe that's okay. And maybe that's like coming out of the pandemic where, like, maybe I don't want to be like serious all the time. I gotta put up with. I gotta think about this stuff all the time. Like, maybe I'm okay with just hooting and hollering while Art's uh, taking a bottle to someone's head. I think we've lost sight of that a little bit. Yeah. I think I think we're starting to get it back, but I I do think for a while there, we lost sight of like. Sometimes it's okay to just make a a movie that's firmly grounded in what it, its genre is and just not try to just try to do and, anything overly you know what i'm saying like just and sometimes the effects are the start like isn't that that's like the fangoria way yeah <laughs> like sometimes that's like sometimes yeah some movies were made to just be in the splattered on the pages of fangoria <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with nope. that beautiful all right so let's do this face off let's do it we've had we got some face okay so I'm going to go through five categories here. Okay. I think I'm going to start with kills. We're going to start with the big one first. Kills. Oh, man. So yeah, you I'm, are starting large on that. Okay. I'm going to do is I'm just going to rapid fire list these off, and then I'm going to ha- have you say which one. which one. And I think you, people can tell who we're going to give the nod to, but let's see if uh, Terrifier can eke out a victory in any of these it categories. May. 
So, in part one, here are the kills that I have uh, gathered. Steve was decapitated by our off-screen and made into a jack-o'-lantern. Head scene. Ramon, fingers cut off, stabbed several times in the face by Art. Dawn, cut vertically in half by Art with a chainsaw. Tara Hayes, shot at least seven times in the head by Art. So Tara is the first final girl. Like the one, like the head fake. Yes. Um, unnamed woman, breast and scalp ripped off by Art, off-screen, body scene. Will, stabbed in the head and then decapitated by Art with a hacksaw. Sorry about that, Will. Uh, Mike, hit twice with a barrel and skull crushed by Art with a shoe. So those are the part one kills. Okay. Part two, Seth Bottom, he was the coroner, strangled, throat slashed, and repeatedly bashed in the skull by Art with a medical hammer, who then ripped out his eye and bashed his face in before tearing his head in half and removing his brain. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. That's in the first like five minutes of the So movie. now we know where Terrifier 2 is headed. <laughs> Uh, unnamed man impaled through the top of the head by art with the broken end of a mop off screen body scene now where i pulled this front like they have all of the tommy gun deaths i'm not gonna count those no that happened in the uh alternate reality sequence clown or cafe. whatever you clown cafe um banjo woman burned to death by art with a flamethrower oh that's in the clown cafe too it's pretty good though because she keeps playing <laughs> <laughs> unnamed woman hand sliced by art uh Oh, wait, that's another. Okay, so now we're back in the reality. Possum, disemboweled by art off screen. Ricky, stabbed in the eye with a broken beer bottle that was earlier smashed over his head, then stabbed in the temple and three times in the neck until he was decapitated by art with a meat cleaver. Uh, I think you can tell who we're going to give the nod to, but we got a couple more here. Allie, left side of the face slash scalped, sliced several times across the back's Oh, got a large chunk of back skin. It's going to take you forever to get to this one. Left forearm removed, right arm ripped in half vertically, salt and bleach forced into wounds. Left side of face ripped off, entirely revealing skull by art. <laughs> Allie's mother. I think uh, the last time you see her, she's still alive, technically, too. <laughs> it's going to be very funny when she's like at, a, at an interview and she's just. <laughs> Kill me. Please. Uh, uh, Allie's mother decapitated by art off screen, had seen. Barbara, head blown off by Art with a sawed-off shotgun. Now, there are no, there is no controversy. Remember, we had the controversy with Ghostface using a gun. Art uses a gun in All Hallows' Eve. So Art, oh, Art, Art will play. just yeah, blast. Doesn't care. No, somebody. he doesn't care. <laughs> Jeff, stabbed nine times in the groin and penis ripped off by Art. That one's good. <laughs> Brooke, face melted with a fluoromantic acid and stabbed three times in the back. Leg partially severed and stabbed seven times in the chest by Art with the dingbat. Chest ripped open and heart moved. Oh, so the dingbat is the thing with the... Uh, Crazy bat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sienna Shaw, slashed several times with the chain, slammed to the bathroom stall. Mirror kicked twice, stabbed in the stomach by Art with Sienna's father. and sword. Oh, but then she was revived. So she yes. she technically counts as a kill, but she's not dead. Sure. Willie, who you got for it's kills? It's terrifying, too. <laughs> but, but it, you know, to me... I felt like um, Excalibur at the end of Dynamite. Dude, <laughs> you, I was going to say that, and I'm like, have I made too many wrestling references tonight? <laughs> That's okay. Um, you did. Um, it's two. Uh, the, the the sawing in half death in one, I remember being like, oh my God, like when I watched it. That's the centerpiece kill of one. 100%. Yeah. But in, 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 in two, there's like 50 centerpiece kills. I can see some people liking the simplicity of the sure kills in part one. That's not us though, especially with these movies. Like with Halloween, like the Halloween movies, I can like I can see someone going like, you know, I kind of like just kind of like the normal stock and slash stuff in one. Sure, but this is terrifier. Yep, this yeah. is art. This is art. We don't want yeah. that. Art makes art. Do you have a favorite kill? Oh my god, um, it's it. No, it's the bedroom thing because it's so insane. The bedroom it just keeps <laughs> going on and on. So you know how like okay. Yeah. All right. So there 
What is that fucking movie with Leonardo DiCaprio and the bear? <laughs> the Revenant? Thank you. <laughs> One of the big parts of that movie is he gets attacked by the bear, okay? And uh, it's it's a very realistic scene because the bear attacks him. And in reality, this happens often during bear attacks. The bear attacks and the bear leaves, especially if it's a bear with cubs. The bear will leave after it believes it's like incapacitated and then it'll come back to kill you, which is horrifying, like awful. Art does that in this movie because he like super kills this woman. He's like snapping arms and chopping faces and all sorts of stuff. Then leaves for a while. Then comes back with salt and bleach. It's the most insane shit I've ever seen in my entire... And, and at that point, you have to laugh. I, I because you've it, now passed... It's like the joke that keeps going on and becomes kind of unfunny. It's, and, the, uh, it's the throwing up... In Team America, it's the throwing up where like, then he starts throwing up like again. <laughs> if you bring it back, it can get funny. Like even funnier than it was the first time. And that's where it gets... Like, and at this point, he's just like doing his clapping and it's just... It's in pure insanity. Now, this is an example though too of being funny without um, getting Freddy goofy. Like later, like because there there is a fear with like a clown character, especially or somewhat like a character. Art's art's supposed to be funny, but you have to find different ways to get it. Like he has to be kind of like a sicko. And I think mm-hmm. this is a great. Um, this scene actually highlights the uh, David Howard Thornton, like how good he is in this role. Yeah. Somebody else played him, Mike Gianelli in All Hallows Eve, and I, I don't even think it's fair to like compare the two because he's like barely in All yeah, Hallows, right, and, like it's right. like an anthology thing. So. But I think, like, because he was a mime before. Okay. Um, And I think his performances in both of these movies are really good. And I think especially the second one. I can see why he is definitely. He's really good. Um, He kind of rules because, like, he is doing all the wacky stuff, but, like, he never utters us. Like, he makes one sound in these two movies. Yeah. And that's what he spits. Yeah. But he doesn't make a single sound. Not when he's stabbed. Not when he's shot. Not when he's, like, laughing, essentially. Like, there's not... But, like... um. You can still kind of hear art the whole time because he's so expressive and so like good at miming the performance. Mm-hmm. But what I love about his performance even more than like the goofy moments where he's like giggling and stuff about the horrible shit he's doing to people are the like the moments when he just like he just does a stare where he's just like, <laughs> and he kind of looks like weirdly like sex nuts. Like like he's kind of like yeah, it's like weirdly drooly and you're like very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, it rules. he's talked about his influence as being like. Buster Keaton, but also like Lon Chaney. So like I th- like those silent stars of like the twenties, um, and I think that's I like that's a great mix for art. And that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I think he's I yeah. think he's terrific in this role. Yeah, and I, think I he's agree. A big reason why he is very good. So kills. I've got kills going to Terrifier too as well. Yeah. Uh, the second one that you got to have in a good slasher is the final girl, mm. or in the case of part one, kind of girls. So part one, Tara and Vicky. Part two, Sienna Shaw. Um, you know, I, you know, I, I will give Vicky props because she, uh, she's technically survived two films, um, in the series so far. She's she two, is. technically. Yep. But, uh, for me it is, uh, Sienna and Terrifier 2. She's just, it's a better performance, I think, than the, uh, than the, than the, the performances in the first Terrifier film. Um, I, you get a little bit more of her character in the writing. There's, you know, some of the stuff with her mom, works for me the mom is really over the top and I, I meant to mention that the mom's performance in terrifier 2 is a bit much for me what do you think of the kid i kind of like the kid he's good yeah i think the kid's he's good. good the mom is too much the kid is good and i and i like her relationship with her brother and trying to protect him and stuff when in the rare occurrences when you when you put a child in peril 
uh, in a slasher film, generally they're teenagers or 20-somethings, but sometimes you'll throw a kid in the mix, and I think those usually work pretty well. I'm thinking like Halloween 4 is a good example. Right. And that works for me here um, with her trying to protect her little brother. So I like her her quite a bit. I'm with you. I think I – yeah, performances. I, I think this movie actually has a pretty decent handle on its characters, mm-hmm. um, and I think it does a good job of making them flawed and likable. Yeah. Um. Which is tough because even even the final girl is kind of flawed, um, but the but the one kid like the scene where he go he goes to that that dead possum, um, and like he's, he goes with those kids, but then you kind of feel for the kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm with you. Yep. I like um, her from part two. I just wanted to say though, Vicky, the actress, I was doing some reading about her. She um, she is she back for two? Is she in the under the prosthetics again, or is mm-hmm. it different? Yeah, she was back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yes. And she also... Um, what a good sport. She says that her moral compass is guided by ecofeminism. So that, I just want to say yeah. that. Mine too. <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> yes. Something we've... Uh, some common ground on. Um, also, I just wanted to say about Sienna, the actress. Um, is it Lauren Lavera? Yeah, Lauren Lavera. She was in Iron Fist. I think she probably had a bit role. She's a her. martial artist. Yeah, she's a martial yeah. artist. Yep. She's uh, Taekwondo, Jiu-Jitsu, yep. Wushu, Mutai. So... She's also fluent in Italian. Very, very talented woman. Um, I'm with you. I like. I actually think she's cool as hell. I think this is a cool final girl. I hope they bring her back. Uh, they are. Okay. Yeah. She. Yeah. Um. She's in another movie coming out too. Um. But yes, they are bringing yeah, her good. back. Good. Um. They are working on Terrifier three. He's got another movie coming out. The director Damien Leone. Um. In between, but I'm curious to see what he can do outside of. <laughs> yeah, me too. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. All right, so we are both giving the nod to part two in this one as well, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Let me go back up to my handy dandy uh, notes here. Sorry, I like what I do is like I just copy and paste too much, and then I get scrolling down the bounce. So I have plot for this next one. Plot isn't always important. I kind of um, I'll throw pacing in here as well mm-hmm. because sometimes that is important in a slasher, mm-hmm. and also like slasher pacing <laughs> is a tricky tricky beast. Because yeah. a lot of those like a lot of those eighty slashers that we love are really poorly paced. Like they like they're yeah. ninety minutes long, but they feel like two and a half hours. Why do I like poorly paced movies? Slashers, <laughs> Godzilla the, movies. You know what it is though? I think it is because slashers are good group watches. Yeah. And then during those boring parts, you can, you can just chat. you can just chat. Yeah. Or riff on the movie. Godzilla's the same way. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I was gonna give anything to the first movie, it would be this. Um, but I'm still gonna give it to Terrifier two. Um, the pacing is a is a disaster in in Terrifier two. It'll, it'll, no, that's not true. The pacing works. It's just too long of a movie. It's not like the movie's paced okay because I did get through it and I remember, like yeah. I remember thinking like oh that didn't feel like as long as it was. It felt long, but it didn't feel as long as it was. I didn't go oh my god that felt like two hours and eighteen minutes or whatever. I felt like that felt like a longer than necessary slasher movie. I, maybe um, what I'm I think. Because I think I feel, I don't think there are like scenes that I would cut out, but I think there are scenes that could be trimmed up to make Correct. things move. I think the clown cafe scene is great. It um, does not need to be as long as it it's is. really long though, and it comes kind of early. Yeah. <laughs> um, there are scenes too that kind of go on like, okay, let's. There are some. There's some stuff between uh, Sienna and her mom where it becomes redundant. Like we understand the relationship; they don't always get along. Mom can be harsh. There's issues with the memory of the dad, we don't need to be told that this many times. You know what I'm saying? Especially as we're getting later into the movie. We're good. We get it. Let's move on. So, 
Um, but uh, and and I mean, to, in fairness to Terrifier One, the the plot certainly makes sense because it's just a it's just, clown killing people. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I guess I, I'll give it points for just kind of uh keeping it uh keep it simple. simple stupid yeah yeah but i love the ambitiousness of, of of two <laughs> and i love getting weird with it i love doing uh very vague supernatural elements that don't really get fully explained but are there i i, I dig all that so it's it's two again feeling bad for terrifier one a little bit but i, I feel like i feel like damien leon would be happy that follow-up was i think what we're part of what i think what we're kind of getting at too is like we we may not have been crazy about terrifier one but we saw like some potential in it and that potential came to fruition in terrifier two where we're like oh yeah like we we saw that we we always knew damien had it but he just needed it's here yeah it's, it's on full display and you know what sometimes too like filmmakers improve on their weaknesses too like well i think he said like i saw some quotes from him about the first movie after the second came out and saying like, I just, that he had some like issues with like, the characters were very thinly. Like there was, there was like, so he's been totally open and honest about like, I'm not, I wasn't like insanely happy with the first movie and I'm happy I'm able to do. I can, I get caught up in this too. Like where I'll see a director or a, well, there are certain directors where I'm just like, I don't, I don't like their stuff. I recognize that people like it and it's good. It's just not for me, but I do, I don't like, immediately dismissing someone who has made a movie I think is bad. Correct. Um, because like it, there are a lot of factors and also like there's such a thing as like improvement yeah. in in your craft. <laughs> sure, so, sure. So, I think yeah. I think all the great directors started off and, and, and were able to build on a career that... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I can't think of a single director, great director, whose first movie was their best movie. In my personal... In the horror genre, like I'm thinking of the legendary horror directors. Um, I mean, Craven's first movie was not his best movie. Mm-mm. I don't think anybody would. Um, Carpenter's first movie was not his best yeah, movie. Yeah, would you count Dark Star as his first? Yeah. I would. And even if you're not Assault, I don't think it's his best it's movie. Either. Yeah. I love Assault, but. Assault is a movie that I really love, but it is also rough around the edges, too. Sure. Yeah. The one who you might be able to argue be Toby Hooper. Yeah. Well, yeah. But I can't think of Romero. Um, you could argue Romero. You could argue, yeah. But I think a lot, most folks probably wouldn't say that Night is his best. I, I could be wrong. That's arguable. Yeah. But, you know, but even like but when even, you go past but, horror, like Spielberg's first movie wasn't his best movie. But even Romero, some of those early, like that post-Night stuff um, that came on that box at like There's between Night vanilla, and Day. Yeah, like yeah. that stuff is, those are rough watches. Yeah. Um, Anyway, um, we, yeah, we make it up. Uh, I don't, I'm going to give this to two as well. Yeah. Um, I can see an argument though for simplicity of one. I agree. What yep. I can't get along, get on with is the switch in protagonist. Like I mentioned, yep. I don't like the switch in, in yep. protagonist. And the fact that just as you start to kind of like the first final girl. Yeah. The semi-final girl. Yep. Um, she gets killed. You're like, okay. Yeah, onto the next one. And like, it's the it's the woman who's on the phone with her the whole time. It's and by the time you get to Vicky, you're like, I don't want to watch. Vicky. I kind of feel like movie's over. It's not her fault. It's just you don't. I yep. don't want to. Yeah, 
Yep. All right, so three nothing right now. We got two more here. Setting now for this, I kind of have um, setting and like look of the movie too, kind of Mm -hmm. in there. Um, But part one, yeah, like you had the pizza place basement, of course, where Art does a lot of his work. Uh, The morgue and like alleys. Uh, Part two, though, you had the uh, clown cafe, school, the terrified, the haunted house, the embedded carnival. I'm just gonna put. I'm gonna say too. I think it looks better, and I think the. I think the. Also, it has more money, but I think. Overall, I'm going to go two on setting it, as well. It's two. It certainly lo- is a better looking movie. There's no question there. I will say, uh, once again, in trying to, in defense of one, I love the um, the grittiness of the new, of, and a part of it's just a low budget, but I love the grittiness of their New York. It's kind of rainy and slimy and gross. It reminds me of um, slashers set in New York, like those Italian slashers, like New York Ripper it, and stuff like that. Yeah, good call. Yeah. Yep. It, so I like that. Those eight, yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, even like the Prowler, which wasn't set in New York, but like that vibe of like just kind of gross and like everything's kind of slimy. It feels like a movie you like you would go watch in like a like an eighties like if you could be transported in time to like the eighties in, in New York. Um, at like a theater that you probably like, have no business being those in. Those rundown theaters yeah. that are yeah. just like everything gross. is sticky in the theater. Yeah, there's some dude like with a trench coat on somewhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but that that's the that's what it's going for though too. And I so I dig that. Yep. Yep. All right, four nothing, Terrifier two. Yeah, I, I had a feeling. So the final one here, bad, but... I just have intangibles. So this is kind of like this is kind of like a potpourri. So like, um, impact overall, or other characters in the movie, or I think we talked a little bit about pacing, but just like maybe a little bit of art as well. Like which art you like better, whether you like the design in one or two. I think they're kind of the same. I'm actually going to get this to one, and here's why. Okay. Um, one kind of came out of nowhere. Knowing, no one that I was aware of ever had any sort of hype or, or or major excitement about All Hallows Eve or about anything that Damien Leon was doing ahead of Terrifier. Terrifier just kind of showed up. It was on Screenbox to begin with. Somebody had faith in it, and it came out, and it became a legitimate cult film at a time when that word gets thrown around far too often. I've heard people call things like some of the Marvel movies cult movies, and I'm like, are you out of your mind? That's not what cult movie means, guys. I'm not saying I know the exact definition, but it ain't that. Uh, Terrifier became kind of a cult movie. And a cult movie is like something, like with Terrifier 1, you're not crazy about it. Um, But 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 like it's something that like, a cult movie by definition is something that like the majority of people don't like. Exactly. But there is a very, very devoted fan base no matter how small and it's big enough for you to know that it exists but it's not that big um but people were dressing up as art at cons well before terrifier 2 was out so for me that intangible is the intangible is and the reason why one wins is without that first movie for good or bad in with the actual quality of the film Without that first movie, Terrifier 2 would never have happened. Uh, you wouldn't be seeing these guys at every convention across the country, ho- I assume, making bank. Um, Terrifier 1 just caught on. And it became kind of this weird little unicorn that, in this sea of um, elevated horror. Yeah. Yeah. People wanted it. And here it is. Now we got two of them. And I like the second one, so I'm not yeah. mad about it. So the intangible for me is the sec is the first movie, 
Because it just, it, I never would have guessed that movie would have caught on the way it did. I'm happy it did, though. I am legitimately happy it did. So I think you may have, so I was leaning towards two, but I think part of, I think you may have convinced me to go with one here. But part of what I was going to say about two is similar to what you just said, but you're right. It all stems from one kind of catching on. And one had a bigger hurdle to jump than two. Yeah, two was building off of something that was already budget, kind of popular with following. Yeah, yep, that had a pretty devoted fan base yep. as it was. Now it's got a bigger one. Um, and you're right; it is kind of it is kind of nice to see. And I am someone who likes big budget blockbusters. Um, but we've um seen recently, especially now, like these budgets are bloated and out of control. And like movies that do well at the box office do not make their money back anymore because they have spent so much money. <laughs> I just saw something about um, what movie was it? Uh, well, I, Indiana Jones is the most recent one, but like Indiana Jones made eighty five million. In the but first. there's a movie that did really well recently that like it still wasn't enough. Like, yeah, uh, what was that? I think it was a Marvel movie. I saw an article about how like it, it made an insane money and yeah. they still they well, like broke even. So even like like Fast X, like it's considered underwhelming at the box office. It made seven hundred million dollars worldwide. That's crazy. And you're sitting here like, how is this? But like, I guess they figure like, well, it's part of this franchise that like we've made our money back already. I don't know like the ins and outs of it, but like these movies, like these budgets are so out of control. And then you get something like Terrifier 2 that is kind of, it harkens back to like, yeah, those 90s, like the like the 90s with stuff like Clerks. Yeah. Um, and stuff like the Wes Anderson movies, uh, like Bottle Rocket. I appreciate um, that stuff. Stuff that like is true independent. Yep. Um, and you know, you get a lot of. <laughs> we got bombarded too at the uh, a lot of fake indie movies. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of like indie, Fox Searchlight, baby. Yeah, like a lot of indie movies that had like Steve Carell, who was on The Office at the time. <laughs> it's like they're sorry. You're like. That's not a true independent movie. <laughs> like, Clerks was a true it's independent. It's a low budget studio movie. It's a low budget studio movie. Um, Clerks was a true independent movie because like nobody in that movie could act. <laughs> no, I watched Clerks three by the way. Terrifier one is the same way. Yes, exactly. Oh, you watched Clerks three? It's hearts in the right place. I liked it a lot better than Jay and Silent Bob reboot. I didn't like that movie. I liked the big issue with Clerks three for me is like it's still the like. The stuff that he tries to pull off in the back half, it just can't be done with the uh, level of acting that is available to him. I gotcha. <laughs> uh, but you know what? It's like I said. It, it, it's it's earnest. It's earnest, and I appreciate that. It's no. not. I. It's uh, anyway. I don't get caught, enough. caught on Clark's three, but I certainly. I just brought it up because it captured the feeling, uh, kind of the stuff that uh, around the time made me fall in love with movies, which mm-hmm. was yeah, finding the stuff that had kind of caught on. Um, so yeah, I will probably give the nod to Terrifier 1 as well, because why the hell not? So cool. there we go. I love it. 4 to 1 Terrifier 2, which is the better movie in our opinion. That is a fair, fair score, I think, at the end of this. Me too. Excellent. What the hell are we doing next? <laughs> that was fun, though. Um, I don't know. What do you want to do? August, um, the first week of August, our first episode of August, I already have planned for us. We are doing Freddy vs. Jason. Oh, yes. Because it's the 20th anniversary of Freddy vs. Jason. So this will be the, the episode in before that. Interesting. Um, well, for doing Freddy versus Jason, I would like to... Okay, my initial plan I'm not going to go with. A little too similar, a little too close in time period to Freddy versus Jason. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to put that one. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Okay. Put it back here. I'm going to hold on to it for a rainy day. Um, I would like to go something a little old school. I want to go something... Um, I'm itching for something um, similar to when we back way back when we did Doctor Fives, something Ooh. older, something I haven't maybe haven't seen either in a long time or I've never seen. 
um, in that kind of uh, in that realm. And I'm not even sure what the answer is. Um, I was maybe thinking like an old school Universal, um, Universal monster movie that maybe you and I haven't seen in a long time. Okay. Um, I'm open to suggestions. You're a little bit more of a, a Universal guy than I am. Um, I don't know if there's anything that kind of sounds cool to you. To you do. know what? Okay, so this I don't want to just do Dracula. I don't want to just do Frankenstein. Oh, gonna, okay. I'd like to do something a little bit weirder in the Universal catalog, like um, like a Phantom of the Opera or a. Isn't there a Jekyll and Hyde Universal? Like something something kind of oddball like that. I'm down for Dracula. I mean, if you want to do Dracula or Frankenstein, I'm down. I'll do it. So I'm thinking of some of the sequels to Dracula and Frankenstein. I just watched Renfield, by the way. Um, How was that? I think that movie might catch on with a certain audience down the road. It's not great. Okay. Uh, Cage is fantastic well, yeah, in it. Um, the movie itself, it's okay. Okay. Um, okay. I like Nicholas Holt, though. I'm trying to think of something because I... Okay. Now, you're thinking Universal. doesn't have to be Universal. Just You know what I'm saying? Like something from... Because I was thinking... I want to get a little older. We haven't done it in a long time, and I, I'd like to... How like do you feel that. about like, like an old like nineteen like a fifty sci fi horror movie? I'm in, I'm my that's I'm not opposed to that. Let me see if I can find one that's easily. While I'm searching here, I'm gonna come up with some options. Can you tell the good people where we uh where they can find us? Actually, I oh. think I've decided what we're doing. Uh did you? Okay. Uh, what did you? Do, what did you see? What did uh, you the see? thing? Do you want to do the original thing or do you want to do something else? <laughs> no, but I'm, we're not far off. I want to watch the crawling eye. Okay. From 58. Okay. Where is this at? I'm just making sure. I We got to see. Okay. It's so doable. it's on Philo. What is I that? I don't have that. It sounds like, hey, I don't know if this one. Is this not even available? Oh, maybe not. Yeah. So the only reason I'm like, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> OG thing, is that available? The OG thing is on Tubi. Now, All right. the only reason I... Okay, so my argument for this, did you just read the... Um, I did. Because I want to talk about I'm that down. too. I'm down, yeah. We'll do it. Okay. What, cool. Okay. Excellent. How how long did that take you to read? You can get through it in like two days, Tim. I'm going to get... It's on Kindle, I would assume. I have my copy. I know, but it just, it's tough for me to read. I, read I don't know if it's on Kindle, but you should be able to get it. Okay. I'll look after. If not, I will. Yeah. Take uh, a gander. Are you cool with that? Um, absolutely, yeah. The original thing? So the thing from another world, uh, Howard Hawks, very excited about that. Um, I've not seen that in like forever. I love this movie. I've seen it, but I haven't seen it forever. And like this is I I like the Carpenter thing better. I'm very yep. excited to revisit this. Yes. I love this one for different reasons. Good. So yeah. Well they're very different. Yes. Um cool. So uh yeah. Any ideas for episodes? Horrormovieyearbook at gmail dot com or at Twitter uh, at HM Yearbook on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Check us out. Thank you for listening. It's good to be back. Tim, thank you for taking the time out. We're both busy, but we're making it happen. And uh, yeah, we hope you enjoyed.